Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the 1099 for the week of February 13th, 2017. I am your host, as always, Josiah Renauden. And with me today on this night podcast, this is like a, a 10 p.m. podcast for me, which is like a bourbon podcast, which is the best podcast. Uh, with me today is actor, writer, host of the UFC Minute, former All That cast member, and brand new mother, Lisa Foyles. Lisa, how are you doing today? Lisa Foyles after dark. You made it sound like this podcast is like all sexy now. Like it's no, a that's, late well, night first podcast. off, every podcast I do is sexy. Let's at least I agree, eliminate I agree. that. Can I just uh, say that your intro music is so bomb? It's okay. I love uh, it so much. Here's quick for everyone who's listening. I have like a list of questions I plan on asking and we're going to get to none of them because every time you say something, I have like eight <laughs> different tangents I want to get on. Um, That intro music is like five years, four years old. There was this old podcast for this website and you're going to laugh at the name of it, but it's an amazing name. It's called Stick Skills, which like is that. either like a like sister site to red tube or a video game website <laughs> and like there uh simon vicklin who did all the music for bionic commando rearmed and rearmed 2 what? um we we somehow had this contact with him from like way back when i reached out to him on a whim like hey um can you do some music for this podcast that i'm going to do and he's like sure just make sure you credit me and i just like asked him <laughs> I again if i could reuse it, it exactly like that that's hey, yeah exactly hey, i called him can you make music for me please for my <laughs> podcast please that's how my email voice is too i can't help myself that's uh how i read all of your emails <laughs> And like the music was just so good. I'm like, can I just reuse this for this other podcast I'm doing since that like that website's gone now? And he's like, sure, just credit me. And it's so cool. It's wake. It's it's the most amazing fucking like actual music that I didn't write, and it's not stolen. It's real shit, and it's amazing. You know, I actually get sad when you're when you start talking on your podcast. I'm like, hey, just like play that music for ten more minutes. I'm just I kidding. That I'm, that's so me. I'm just kidding. Every single time, I'm like, oh, all right, turn the pod. All my listens are just like the first thirty seconds, and there's this massive drop off. <laughs> um, so I. You're a mom. Here's like the big news. This is the breaking news. You're you're now a mom. You have a child that you're taking what? care of. I know, crazy. What? First off, congrats because that's crazy and awesome. And second, like, how's how's life been? Because that's kind of this, you know, suddenly you have someone that you need to be around constantly and take care of, and all these you have like 900 different jobs. That's probably difficult. You're a freelancer in like at least eight different industries. What's it like having a kid and doing all this stuff? It's funny, ha- like having the kid, being pregnant and having the kid was actually easier than hiding it from the internet. Oh yeah, that by was, the way, you hid, you hid part. your baby. I forgot to mention that part. I where did. You had you like know, a surprise. I had a baby video. Yeah, like and now ninja babies are all the rage. Like Felicia Day did <laughs> it, babies. and uh, Trisha Hirschberger did it. Like everybody's doing it. But I feel like I kind of started it. It's kind of like I did it first. <laughs> you are everybody. the ninja baby hipster. Yeah, I am ninja baby hipster. Yeah, um, that's totally my new band name. By the way, <laughs> stealing that, calling it right now. Uh, no, so I just, I thought it would be hilarious to just, um, like, announce the pregnancy at, like, nine months, but then I'm like, why should I, why should I just wait until I have the kid for a while and then reveal it to the internet and be like, oh, I was pregnant and I have a kid, here she is, just all at once, just hit him with all that information. Um, is the next step, like, you wait even longer until, like, you have, like, a high schooler and suddenly it's like, by the way, look what I hid from all of you people. Like, what's the oh, yeah. the second that's degree the, no, of Ninja Baby? That's the long con right yeah. there. That's, that's like, the dream I'm saying con. you fucked up. Like, for the next baby, the next Ninja Baby, you should really consider this. I have to, I have to up the ante, for yeah, sure. But time. the funny thing is I didn't just do that uh, for my fans. I hid it from most of my friends and family what? also. How because, I mean, that? we live in a day and age where we're... You never go outside? No, yes. Oh, I don't go outside, by the way. I definitely do not. You should see my skin. It's like ghostly pale. Um, but like we live in a world where we are friends with people on Facebook uh, exclusively. Like when's the last time you actually hung out with a lot of your friends? Like uh, months never. and months no, and months. More than nine months. So, I mean, obviously like my close friends and family knew, but uh, for like the majority of my personal Facebook friends too, I was like, yeah, look what I did. And everyone's like, what? And that was just really fun and satisfying. But uh, back to your actual question. Uh no, it's like so much fun. I I I was one of those people that just like um like hated kids and babies like my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like super anxiety, hot sweats, cold sweats whenever How do I hold this thing and I get a damage yeah, head? Hold what about my the soft child. spot? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, ter- terrifying. In fact, um my child was the first child I've held for more than 5 minutes and I've never changed a diaper until now. So, oh. like it's all totally new. Um but I thought it would be so much harder and, uh, like, worse than it is. I was just preparing for the worst. <laughs> it's actually so much fun. It's really, really, really fun. It, 
define fun. Like, like you like chill with the baby, you, like drink some beers with the baby. You go on like roller coasters with the baby. Like, what's what's baby fun? Yeah, I'm not sure if she's like a wine girl or like a beer girl. Yeah, yeah I would think probably like, dry there. red wine is what I'm um, guessing. Probably like a nice, probably like a nice scotch. I think she would enjoy. <laughs> I love um, this baby already. <laughs> But like all the all the nightmare stuff that people talk about, like ah, oh, it screams all the time and ah, oh, it shits all the time. And that's pretty. That's like twenty percent. But the other eighty percent is just so much fun. Like she just she smiles and she laughs and she like rolls over and like she reacts to you. She's a little person. She's so smart and like she grabs things and you can see her little mind like processing. Like ah, oh, this this is a brightly colored toy and it makes noise when I shake it. All right, I'll make a note of that for next time. Like you can just you can see her look at the dog and be like, "You're a giant furry creature. I should I be afraid of you? I guess." not like it's just amazing how they're just humans yeah i'm just used to having cats and dogs who are just dumb all the time but then you have this person and it's it's just so fun like i uh i was making the joke that i learned what real motherhood is and that's uh like putting your screaming child to sleep and having her fall asleep and being like oh my god she's so beautiful and like (laughs) and you're like laying next to her and you're looking at pictures of her on your phone because you miss her uh, but then she makes one sound, and you're like, "You better freaking go back to sleep! I'm coming there! I'll make you go!" And then she goes back to sleep. You're like, "Oh my god, she's so beautiful!" And you keep looking at pictures. Like <laughs> that's yeah. motherhood. Because like just extreme bipolar disorder. I'm like you well, before you had a child, where it's like I only have a dog, so and they're mostly dumb. But I had this moment where when I, I got my dog, I like rescued my dog when I moved to Florida, and uh, she didn't know any fucking tricks because she's an idiot. <laughs> um, but an adorable idiot and like i worked for like a month or two months just to get her to shake where it's like all right i'm gonna sit her down i'm literally gonna push her butt to the ground i'm gonna take out a treat i'm gonna say shake she's gonna look at me like i'm an insane person be like if you don't give me that treat like we're gonna have some problems here and i'll pick up her paw put it down and then give her a treat i did that for like two months and then when she did it on her own i had the most like oh my god like everything is amazing this is the most amazing moment of my life and that's me and my dog i taught how to shake like once your child says her first word or walk that has to be just like a holy shit what is life kind of moment it really is amazing what kind of dog do you have uh, she is a uh, lab hound mix. Her name's Bella. okay. See there, she that's where you went next wrong. To me as we speak. Well, hold on. Are you I, about to like, be no? I'm gonna say dog? if you want to train things, I got a golden retriever. Uh, I don't train her. She just kind of knows things. Like I point. Like the other day, I wanted to teach her how to bring in the paper from mm-hmm. the driveway. So I I literally walked out front and I pointed at the paper and I said, "Get it." And she's like, "Oh, she probably wants me to get the paper and bring it inside for her." And she just did it. And I I'm like, hate your "Whoa." Dog. She just know. learns things in like five seconds. I don't. I don't know. She's well, just super smart. Well, hold on. But she's okay. also like a crazy, like erratic ADHD nut nutcase. So. so my dog's the only opposite end of the, in, under the spectrum. Where again, right now she is next to me, snoring like a motherfucker. But like, <laughs> I got her when she was two and a half, and like she can't fetch worth shit. Like you could throw <laughs> a stake. 10 feet away and she's like I don't know what to do but there's a dog park near me and she can jump through hoops she can go over like those teeter-totter things and jump at tunnels and I didn't teach like dog agility oh my god it's amazing because I was uh, at the dog park one day and this lady's like oh she know any tricks I'm like sure doesn't she's entirely (laughs) sure sure doesn't sure doesn't (laughs) and uh, she's like all right Bella come here and like put the treat through a hoop and Bella just jumps immediately and then goes to the highest one and like it's like she's only smart when there's, like, value in it. Like, she only yeah. does tricks when it's like, all right, if I get some real good shit, I'll impress you. Otherwise, I'm going to play dumb. So Aww, I, 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 I'm going to need different. to see a picture of your dog. That sounds, I will she send sounds you amazing. so many Bella pictures. Like, I have a folder. It's really something. Like, you know how you probably have a lot of, like, baby pictures? You don't even come close to how many Bella pictures I have. It's a Aww. slight obsession. You're a proud daddy. I, proud, I'm, proud I'm a very daddy. proud dog father. Uh, we should eventually <laughs> talk about video games. Otherwise, I Whoa, will yeah, literally have a Bella games. podcast. Uh, so, again, being a new mom, like, I so I have two jobs and a dog, so it's hard to kind of balance just like, hey, new games are coming out. I want to go play those. And also, Overwatch exists, so I yeah. can't play anything else because I am, <laughs> like, just helplessly obsessed with Overwatch. Do you... Is it even harder to actually find times to play video games? Like, Horizon Zero Dawn is about to come out, which looks fantastic. I'm, like, super into that. Uh, Neo, a whole bunch of other things. Like, do you have to carve out certain times where you just, like, hand the baby off to your husband and say, leave me alone, I'm going to play games? Or is there just no time for that shit? You know, it's it was kind of before she came along uh, that, you know, I... 
it's it feels so blasphemy just knowing like if I was talking to myself you know five years ago I'd be yeah. like you're you suck like you freaking filthy casual but uh I really kind of have gone from hardcore gamer to more uh, of a casual gamer even before Chloe came along um just with getting busy and just life happening and I feel like I was in I was deep in the video game trenches for so many years mm. that uh a part of me kind of got bored with it and uh um, and portions of the industry I kind of got bored with um you know I still have you know some sometimes when I'm able to like dive into a game and just like lose myself for a while but I've really kind of just I've become more of a casual gamer and I have uh I I do less experimenting I guess that's what it is like I'll stick to games that I know I'm gonna love I don't want to waste you know three hours playing a game that I'm not sure about like I like I know that I love adventure games like I know I love you know point and click adventure games like puzzle games like I know what I like so if I have one hour to spare I'm gonna jump into something that I I know I like so no, I'm, yeah, it's kind of weird, but I, I think being a casual, you know, casual gamer or whatever you want to call it, is totally fine. Because uh, again, like you, I was reviewing games for four or five years, and that's just this: like you get a new game in the mail, you spend yeah. every waking moment <laughs> where you're not like working out or doing another job or eating or sleeping, uh, playing this game, and then you have to write about it and think about it, and you become so consumed with it that oh yeah, as soon as I was done with that uh, and moved on to something different, like. You, I definitely like kind of stepped away a little bit and like, I need a breather from this. And I think it goes in cycles where sometimes you're just like, I don't want to play video games and nothing's really grabbing my attention. And like, I'm still like, I'll still read up on news and stuff like that. But the actual playing part, like, let me just play Pokemon Go while I'm at the gym. Uh, oh yeah, I still or... play Pokemon Go. That's I, every I day, that. every oh, yeah. single day. Every day. I, I had just... to leave my house to go get a Pokestop today because I'm on like my seven day streak. Oh my! Once you hit the seven day streak, you get like eight thousand. You get everything. Po- oh my you god! Get all like, the things. I just hit it for the first time the other day, and I'm like, this is everything. Like I don't have any room in my inventory for all these goddamn great balls, uh, oh, yeah. which is the biggest first world problem of all time. But like, there's definitely that for me. And like right now in this role, like with Tan Gentleman and Sony Santa Monica, where I'm like kind of inside the more of the development aspect of it Mm -hmm. like it's it's kind of a new appreciation i'm getting back into it a little bit because i don't have that like as much of a critical mind and worrying about hitting deadlines and stuff like that and it has just it's made me appreciate more like all right i'm done with work i'm gonna go play a game of madden just because i need to like blow off steam or i'm gonna go play a shooter i'm gonna go play overwatch and hate myself because my rank is going down so rapidly like there's stuff like that that i think is somehow even like more rewarding than I'm going to spend 60 hours playing Watch Dogs 2 and it's become like a part-time job for me. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I I remember the exact moment that I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done with video games for a while. Like, I, I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> I remember the exact <laughs> moment it happened. I mean, I if, if anybody listening, like, knows my passing career, like, you know that I, like I said, I was deep in the video game world for many years. Like, I... I feel like I was one of the one of the first like female game journalists. I hate saying the word journalist because everything I wrote was like humor. Like it's I very so, I very rarely did it's anything such serious. Such a weird like term because it's like journalist makes you think like you know like I'm writing news like I have like, right. a pencil <laughs> like behind I'm my a ear and I'm yeah I'm like going for like the person on the street kind of thing because I'm like I right. reviewed video games and like wrote stupid tweets like was I a journalist? Not really. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a, you, yeah, you get it. But like, I, I mean, I started writing for Kotaku like way back in the day with like the, in the Brian Crescente days, like before Totilla took over. Like I, I mean, like I started way back before anybody did Let's Plays, before YouTube channels, before any of that existed. I was, I used to actually go to Kotaku to my bosses there and be like, hey, please let me do video. Please let me review a game in video form. Like, let me host a little show for you. And they're like, oh, I don't know if we want to do videos. Nobody else is doing videos. Like, I don't think so. They told me no for so long with videos. That's how long ago like, I started in games. Is it and now it's now? all video. Like, it, it not angry, but are you like... God damn those people. I was so way ahead of the curve kind of moment because of how I mean, like everything little, is video now. Yeah, a little bit. Like I'm I mean I'm a little bitter here and there because yeah, like I I like I wanted to start that for so long and like everybody told me no. I don't know. But it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I've done plenty of uh, video now. Yeah. Um but uh the moment, back to the moment of 
I need a break from video games. It, I, I don't, it wasn't last E3, but I think maybe the E3 before that, uh, where I was working with GameSpot and they had me as like, um, you know, roving reporter on the floor, going from booth to booth to booth, like interviewing people about their new games. And I swear to God, it was like the 10th interview I had done where I said, so what's your game about? And they said, oh, it's a post-apocalyptic shooter with zombies. I'm like, if one more person tells me their game is a post-apocalyptic whatever, I'm going to freaking explode. And I was just standing there like holding the microphone to this guy's mouth. And I'm just like, wow, I'm done. Like I'm physically getting angry that your game is not original at all. Like nothing's original. I want to be done. I just there, remember having there that was that moment. stretch of that where it just uh, seemed like everything uh, was a. Everything. It's like this is another Call of Duty, or this is another <laughs> Left 4 Dead, or this is another that, and like we kind of are broken out of that to a point where it's all either AAA games or crazy indie stuff that's like the budget's low enough where you can take an insane chance. Yes. Or suddenly, like have you yeah. seen Cuphead, where it's just like this old style cartoon game where it looks like it's like a Steam, like Steamboat Willie old era, like. No. Crazy. Oh my! It's like that sounds there's, amazing. There's so I much heard shit it. like that where suddenly yeah. it's like we're trying new things. So, like you know, maybe you got out at the right time, but maybe this is your time to get back in. Like, do you have? Yeah. Do you have a Twitch channel? Do you like stream? No, uh, I've never done like let's plays or oh really God, anything like that. But... So many people would subscribe to that. <laughs> this is great. What are you doing with yourself? I know Come people on. keep asking me like all the time to do that. I've just I don't know. I've just never gotten into it. But is it? I've never tried it. Is it really cool, though, to see? Because you mentioned when you got into this, you were kind of like one of the only actual female, quote-unquote, game journalists uh, during that time. We're now, like, I mean, diversity became a huge thing in this industry where, like, a whole bunch of different people with a whole bunch of different opinions are on here where it's not just a whole bunch of, like, boring-ass white dudes talking about games yeah. on videos and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, now it's a mix of everyone. And, of course, there's the the average pushback because you get that with everything. And video games is another level because, you know, it's all started out as, you know, like we're the nerdy like random mm-hmm. dudes in the corner the boys club the, yeah yeah totally and that's what it was and now it's like way more open like is that cool to see for you no it's great but honestly like i i would love to be able to take the like i don't want to say feminist but like the stand of like uh you know i'm a girl and like respect me and whatever but like i i personally never ever once experienced uh people trying to keep me down because I was a girl. Like, yeah. I, I know that people talk about that, but I I never experienced that. Like, I was always kind of welcomed with open arms. And, I mean, obviously there's the, you know, the you know low-life commenters who would be upset about it. But the industry itself, like, every website I worked for, like, I never felt like anybody was trying to push down my opinion or not listen to me because I was a girl. And, I, you know, I got I gained so many fans, like, from writing for video games and doing videos that, like, I, I never felt personally that there wasn't a spot for girls from the beginning i think that just not a lot of girls were doing it and then girls were like oh we can talk about this too like i like video games i'm gonna go do that too and then you know more and more uh you know kind of started doing that not i I try not to use the word journalism because you're right like it's so but at this point like it's just it's just shorthand like yeah games media but that's also weird like yeah it's just there's no like great term for it but i think you're totally right like a lot of the hate and a lot of the pushback comes from actually the people reading or watching instead of the actual people hiring yeah, or that you're sure. around. Because I'm for yeah. like, we want to mix this shit up. We don't want to have like 19 of the same people over and <laughs> over. Um, you were on all that, which was something that I've seen like 8 billion episodes of. And like me and my, I have like 900 siblings. So real fact, I have nine siblings. Uh, Holy four, crap. Three of them. I know, I know. I'm, I'm not Amish either. It's it's insane. Like, there's just so many. Wait, where do but, you like, fall Where do you fall are... into that? Are you, like, younger side, older side? Uh, I am the, the not the youngest, but the one right up above Oh, that, okay. So you're, to... oh, okay. You're one of the babies. Oh, so, okay. Here's another tangent for people. I don't think I've ever really said this in the podcast. Uh, I have, like, weird, a whole bunch of half siblings. Um, I am, so my youngest brother is 21. My oldest brother is 62. Oh, my God, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really, it's it's like, it's really goofy. Where like my dad would have been like eighty four. So I don't even know at this point. Like eighty four. It's uh, that's insane. Here's my favorite thing. So, but so cool. This is you know his different mother. So my oldest half brother again sixty two. My mom's like sixty four. But I promise that's not her son. It's just like a weird half sibling situation. But totally (laughs) beside the point. 
I have like <laughs> I should three hope not. siblings I grew up with. We all watched all that. Uh, literally, when I told my brother, like, I'm going to be podcasting and stuff from all that, he got really, really excited Aww. because he thought it was going to be Lori Beth Dinsberg. Oh. Um, and <laughs> no offense to you. It's her birthday today. Like, it's Lori Beth's birthday today. Is yeah, it really? It is, yeah. Oh, my God. I I just Wikipedia'd her. She, it totally is. Uh, her we're Facebook today. friends. So it's like, hey, it's oh Lori Beth's birthday today. Wish her happy birthday. So. Happy birthday, Lori Beth. Yay. Uh, yeah, so it's it was just one of those shows that we like all kind of watched together. So like this is super cool and fun. So I have, here's my 800 questions for you. Like how did how'd you get on all that? What was it like? Who did you hate on the cast? And you can totally <laughs> just talk shit on right now. Did you like know it was gonna like how much did that change your life? Like let's talk. What it Answer 800 questions about all that for me, please. No, I mean, it really was completely life-changing. Like, nobody expects that to happen to them. I mean, I... Okay, so all that was on for 10 years. Like, that's as long as Friends was on. Um, So I actually grew up watching Keenan and Cal. I grew up watching all that. And uh, I Mm. I actually have a a cassette tape of me and my best friend after school in her room doing impressions of all that characters. This was way back... Oh my god, is that on YouTube? (laughs) Did you somehow transfer that to YouTube? (laughs) I know I should. But, uh, I mean, they were terrible. But, I mean, this was back when I lived in in Washington State. Like, I didn't even live in California. I wasn't even in the industry at that point. Uh, It was just... I just loved the show. Like, me and all my friends were just obsessed with that show. So fast forward, uh, I guess, seven years, I was on season seven. So I started watching, you know, season one. Um, And uh, I had moved to California and I got an agent uh, to start doing the acting thing. And, How old uh, were you when you got an agent? I believe 12. I think I was 12. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so I did a couple commercials and I did a guest spot on Even Stevens on Disney, if anybody remembers that show. And uh, and then uh, like the the call came through that I had an audition for all that, but it was just for like a small part, and I freaked the hell out. Oh my god! Like I lost my shit. Can I curse on the show? I don't. don't oh, know. you can. Okay. Oh, at this yeah, point, okay. yeah. Lost, fuck yeah. Lost my shit. Uh, and did not book it. It was for like little girl with two lines in some sketch with Keenan and Kel, and I didn't book it, and I was mortified. What? So fast forward another year. And they're completely wiping out the old cast and getting a brand new cast because they're all, they were all old at that point. Like they were like getting married and having kids. Like yeah. you're on a kids show. Like you need to be a kid. So they're like, we're revamping the show. We're searching the nation for seven new kids. And uh, so it was this big nationwide search. And like they, they were basically open casting calls. I remember showing up at these castings and there was just like so many kids like lined up around the building practicing their characters and, you know, just being crazy hyper. And you can imagine the kids on Nickelodeon are like crazy hyper. So all those kids were just like, you know, so hyped up on sugar. Uh, and uh, I went through seven callbacks, I believe, oh as they God. narrowed it down, narrowed it down, narrowed it down. I think something like 2,000 kids auditioned or something more than that. I don't know. Um, and then it came down to me, and uh, I think there was 12 of us at the end, and we had to walk in the room. And it's so funny because uh, I auditioned for Dan Schneider, who basically is Nickelodeon. Like, he's created every Nickelodeon show uh, that you know and love, you know, iCarly and Drake and Josh, all the shows, like, he created them. But to me, he was just uh, the boss from Good Burger, (laughs) because that's... So I walked (laughs) in, like, oh, my God, Mr. Bailey. I think it was Mr. Bailey. And, uh, but not knowing that he was this huge executive and he was the decider of my fate. Yeah, being, like, overly casual with John Nickelodeon. Yeah, (laughs) like, he was the one deciding my fate. I'm just like, oh, I saw you on TV. That's funny. Um, But, yeah, and uh, I'd had that final audition and it was like three months later that they decided on the cast like it was a big deal and I got that call I think it was on Valentine's Day that I got the call and they're like you're one of the seven with a brand new cast of all that and uh yeah that was when my life seriously changed forever like I couldn't go to shopping malls after that I couldn't just go out I couldn't leave my house because like kids are crazy and like they would they would seriously like tackle me in malls like if kids <laughs> saw me they would like run and be like nah! because kids can't control their emotions and their feelings so yeah, they didn't I- walk up and be like hey i'm a robot friend can you sign my my t-shirt they would just like full on just, ah! just run and just <laughs> tackle me 
So two things. First off, how awful would it have been to get like a, you're not going to be on all that on Valentine's oh, Day? I know. Like that'd be the ultimate. Like I no matter. I don't even care if I like go on a date with my ultimate crush. This is the worst day of my life. Second, like about the shopping mall thing. Like, do you consider yourself? And this is like will make you sound vain. So I'm going to paint you in a corner. Like, do you consider yourself like a child actor star? Because you like think about first off. Almost anyone who was famous when they were a kid ends up being absolutely insane oh, yeah. by the time they're an adult. <laughs> uh, so, you know, kudos to you for not being, like, entirely crazy. Oh, like, not you. outwardly crazy. You're doing fine so far. Thank you. But, like, it, how weird was that, like, going from random 12-year-old to suddenly you're, I don't know, going out to the movies and people are like, holy shit, you're Lisa all that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's... In a not vain way, I I truly was famous. Like at the time, like I, you're right. Like I couldn't go places where there were kids because they would freak out. I remember sitting in church one day, and there was like kids a couple rows ahead of us. Uh, me and my parents are a couple rows ahead of us, and they kept like turning around and like whispering oh and looking God. back at me. I'm like, come on, this is the house of Jesus. Like, hey, please. <laughs> I leave thought you were saying the pastor was suddenly <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, you're Lisa from all that. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Uh, but no, but. Uh, yeah, like it was so surreal. Like suddenly I was like on the covers of magazines and like doing crazy like amounts of radio interviews and, and photo shoots and appearances and walking all sorts of red carpets. And I did that for like five years, like pretty consistently uh, until I took a break from the business. But I mean, it was it was in, it was insane. Like you and I can see very easily how child stars can go down a wrong path, because when you're famous in Hollywood, like, rules and laws don't apply. Like, you just get offered alcohol at, like, events, and, like, there's just things very readily available kind of all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I was clearly underage. Like, I'd be 16, and, like, at an award show that I was presenting an award, and they would just, like, come up and be like, can you get you a glass of wine? Like, they don't, they're not checking your ID. Like, you're famous, so they give you whatever you want. So I can very easily see how uh, people without, you know, self-control or a strict mother (laughs) would be able to, (laughs) you know, go down the wrong path. Or even if they did have a strict mother... I mean, you see, it's like the Miley Cyruses and the Lindsay Lohans, you know, once they hit, you know, around 18, 19, 20, you know, they kind of take the reins of their own career. Suddenly yeah. they're in charge of their accounts. You know, they have like Coogan accounts where your parents are in charge of it and stuff like that. Um, like suddenly you're in charge of your entire career and you can go a little psycho. Like you have all these people listening to you and waiting to see what your next move is going to be. Like I can see how Miley would be like, I'm going to do something crazy just to see what everybody says. You know, it's yeah. like so easy um but thank god that uh twitter and facebook and social media did not exist when i was a 13 year old celebrity because i can only imagine the stuff that i would have said on the internet that would be haunting me to this day you know what i mean like no that's actually the worst like being an athlete too where like suddenly you say anything and it's retweeted hundred thousand times and suddenly you're in like deep shit you might get fined or like somehow taken off the team because you just said one thing oh yeah uh and yeah any sort of like i think it was the olympics for the nba uh recently where they went to a brothel and like that's a thing that wouldn't have probably gotten the news like 10 15 years ago but now it's like that shit is everywhere you can't get away with anything oh yeah be terrifying i mean anybody think about if you kept a journal like your whole life like go back and read some of the entries you put in there when you were 13 14 15 now imagine if those were on the internet for everybody to see and then fast forward to now you're 30 and you're regretting that forever because like nowadays uh you know you basically book one role as a series regular on a Disney and Nickelodeon show, you start a Twitter account and, like, bam, a million followers. Like, instantly. Yeah. Like, and if Twitter would have existed during the, all that times, that would have been me as well. Um, do you kind of wish you had a Twitter for that reason no, where suddenly you have a million no, followers right now? Or no, do you want a million no. followers? How many followers do you no, want? No, I, I mean, I, I have, What's like, the ideal number? I have, like, 200... 250,000 on, like, Facebook and, like, only, like, 30-something 30, 30 on Twitter, but I don't really use Twitter sure that much. you make you post this podcast on all of your social well, media of platforms course. so that, like, everyone knows who I am? Oh, right. yes. No, but uh, I'm... I am so thankful that it didn't exist back then. Like, seriously, I'm, like, really happy. There are things that I've posted only just a couple years ago that I seriously regret that I can only imagine if I would have had (laughs) the internet for, you know, all through my teens and, like, that transitional period where you go from a kid to an adult and, you know... You're trying to figure out who you are and like, oh, God, like the emo yeah, crap I would have posted. I, oh. It has to be addictive to kind of get that. Like even 
if I'm randomly tweeting during like an E3 press conference, suddenly I get like 200 retweets on something. I feel like I just have like all the power in the world where I'm like, bow to me, motherfuckers. Like, look at my amazing social media savvy. And suddenly you want to just like keep tweeting and taking advantage of it. I could only imagine what it's like for, let's say, a Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. Literally just tweet like just farted and suddenly that's in like 200,000 retweets and everyone there's like eight news stories oh yeah like cnn's like we think justin bieber just farted we <laughs> need to check her like everyone in the back end figure out what's going on like just the amount of shit you can do and of course not get away with but you just want to start testing that where like let me just push boundaries a little bit and see what happens because who cares i'm loaded and i'm famous i can't tell you the type of anxiety i get if i tweet something and it's just out of the blue gets retweeted a ton of times and it has a typo like i Mm. cannot (laughs) handle that i I flop sweat can't hide in a dark room like i cannot like you're doing right now yeah exactly (laughs) hey i have the light on it's not that dark in here (laughs) (laughs) no but like i have that type of anxiety like uh recently i had my first ever viral video and that was kind of fun um oh man which, which I, video was this? i put a video on facebook just totally randomly and it was called uh it was just like a holiday you, the only holiday recipe you need uh, and it yep. was me telling people hey look at all these stupid ass recipe videos on facebook that are filling up your feed let me tell you the only recipe you need and then i like have all the ingredients just like all the facebook videos you see i'm like you'll need flour and sugar and baking soda and then at the end i'm like and now throw away all that crap and pour some vodka yeah. into a glass and drink it so that got uh i want to say it hit like 20 million views oh i don't know where it's at now but I think, like, George Takei, like, shared it, and, like, I had friends of, I had people coming to me, like, hey, your video's getting shared on my timeline a ton by people who don't know you. <laughs> like, this is so <laughs> That's when weird. you know you made it. And it grew completely organically, which is so rare these days. Like, now when you see a video that's, you know, gets a couple million, like, usually it's by a company that has poured some money into it, um, but I didn't put any money into this. All I did was just upload it. Shared it on my Twitter and Facebook, or obviously on my Twitter, Facebook, okay, uploaded it to Facebook, but shared it on, like, Twitter and Instagram, and it just, like, blew up. It was crazy. Like, in the span of two weeks, it got, like, 20 million views in two weeks. It was crazy. And that's terrifying. But even that, like, even that gave me anxiety, because I'm like, holy crap, like, now I have, I'm getting, like, a couple thousand likes on my Facebook every day. Like, what pictures do I have posted on there? Like, do I need to change my description? Like, is it linking to my website? Is my website operational? Like, what? I was, like, having a panic attack. (laughs) Suddenly, when you have all those eyes on you, you're just like, oh, I can't handle this spotlight. (laughs) yeah again like the internet's so fucking crazy right now where like you can do one thing and suddenly it either blows up or goes entirely wrong for you thankfully that didn't go entirely wrong for you again no so far so good so far so good but it is it is fun you're absolutely right uh in the sense that you just you don't know and it's so unpredictable like i have so many videos that i've spent a lot of time preparing for and like careful edits and you know thinking about them for weeks and planning them and something you know producing a product i'm really proud of and then there's the holiday recipe video that I literally threw together in a half an hour because I didn't oh. have a I didn't have a video that week and I'm like crap I need to post something this week. I threw it together in a half an hour like in my kitchen, like didn't care about lighting or anything. I just threw it together, threw it on the internet, and it gets 20 million views. And then these That's... other videos that I put all this time and effort into and hours of work like do not very well at all. So it's just you That's have just, no that idea. That is the one of the most frustrating things about like creating shit is yeah. like one you never <laughs> have any idea. Two, it's always the thing that you think like okay, I really put the most work. This is the most thoughtful shit like this piece of writing I did, this podcast I recorded with this really interesting person who doesn't have a big social media presence and suddenly it's like cool, like 200, 300 oh, downloads. Yeah. And then you do the one where you're like all right, cool. Like that was more of like a fun, stupid thing I just did, uh, and that's the one that's like this got thirty thousand yeah. downloads. Like, okay, what do you want? Like, do you really <laughs> just want like top five lists instead right. of like thoughtful <laughs> stuff? And you're just you're all over the place with that. Yeah. You end up like doing more stuff for the sake of I guess this will work instead of for the sake of you, I'm you really passionate know. about. You'll what never I just know. Did. You'll never. No one ever knows. No one knows. That's just the that's sucks, the mystery of the internet. No one knows. Um, you mentioned after like. So you you we went on all that for like five years was that four like the years time for you? so I was four on years? the show for four years but uh, you know after that I was doing other guest spots and I was still kind of in the spotlight even when the show was over 
Um, and then what? after that is when I, I took a break and uh, moved away for a while. But yeah, yeah but I was on the, the show. Break? So because like, again, you now you're in the spotlight for however many years, like, you know, four years and all that. And then afterward on different guest spots and everything's still crazy. You're still getting randomly noticed while you're like just going to the mall or something mm-hmm. like that. Once you took a break, like one, what was the reasoning behind the break other than like, I need to do this for my mental health? And two, like, was it difficult to step away from that? Or did you kind of feel like I can take a breather now and just not worry about always being known no i was just i got really sad um so i was like 17 or 18 and uh you know most people when they're in their teens and that age it's like really transitional and you're kind of trying to figure out who you are and what you like and what kind of person you are and you know if did i even like you know being attacked in a shopping mall like did I just want to because I've always been kind of an introvert you know like I work at home like I barely ever leave my house I was homeschooled my whole life I never went to school wait stop 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 <laughs> I was homeschooled too I was homeschooled too this is not real so you get it you get you're, it you're, you're really you were actually homeschooled oh yeah my whole life and I loved it I hated real school like I had to go to real school for a couple couple years of my life and I just absolutely despised when did you go to it real school? I think I did I was in actual school for first grade half of second grade all of fifth grade, and then it was kind of more like a really, really small private school for like wow. eighth grade. I don't know. Those but are some random years. Yeah, yeah, super random. But I, it was only for a short amount of time because I hated it so much. Like, I wanted to learn at my own pace. I hated other kids. I hated the classroom setting. I hated, like, I was already so busy with uh, acting and I was doing competitive dancing and singing. Like, I had so many outside activities that just school was it was, it was yeah. too hard for me um no, i almost quit once like because i went homeschool until eighth grade and then i got in eighth grade and i was like fuck this yeah. why would anyone ever do this and i ended up being fine and graduating and being a normal person ish yeah but like yeah it's it's like an awful transition yeah so i mean like, i was a super introvert and uh um i was you know 18 and some crap happened to me in uh the that last like year that i was in hollywood like i had uh, I had three major roles that I basically booked and then they mm. were kind of taken away from me because they wanted yeah. somebody more famous. Like it's really it's that effed up like Hollywood politics where they're like, you yeah. just booked the lead in this movie. And then two weeks later, they're like, oh, just kidding. We want Evan Rachel Wood instead of you because she's more famous. So you don't get mm. to be in that movie. And then that movie like is like number one in the box office. You know what I mean? Like crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. So that happened to me three times in a row that I lost leads in huge movies to bigger stars. And, yeah. um, and I mean, I'm not going to name what they are, but I mean, just cause I don't want people talking about it, but, uh, oh, please talk shit. <laughs> no, no, I, just, no I don't I'm want kidding. people bugging me about it. Cause like, it's still like, part no, of kidding. it like still kind of hurts. Like I still kind of wish that yeah. I would have booked these roles and it happened to me like three or four times in a row. And I was already so emotional and, you know, I'm 18, like, I don't know who I am and I'm not achieving my dreams like I wanted to. And all these roles keep getting taken away from me. Like, seriously, imagine booking a lead in like an A Hollywood huge big blockbuster movie and then just having it taken away from you. Like, yeah. you know, just take it away. Yeah. And that happened. Uh, and I like couldn't handle it anymore. Like I was not having like a breakdown, but like emotionally as an 18 year old, like I could not handle it. So my parents are like, you should probably take a break so you don't go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was right, right about the time when I needed to attend college anyway. Like I was done with high school. And um, so I, I, I had gotten a full ride scholarship to the University of Idaho at the time. But then I um, dropped out after a week because I hated it. <laughs> Because again, like, a full week. yeah, classroom setting after being homeschooled my whole life, I'm like, ah, I hate this. So yeah. see you later. And then I did college online. So everything I've ever done is just in my house. I love being at home. I don't like going outside. So isn't that kind of good? You didn't get one of those three or all three of those major roles because then you would take that next step to being crazy, super famous. Oh, and probably. Like, oh, yeah. No, I don't yeah, regret my decision at all. That yeah. would kind of be the worst thing possible for you. For sure. I know. I mean, like, I this don't is my regret. Glass half full of I No, you're totally right. Like, I do not regret my decision at all. I have a way uh, more kind of level head and a, a view of reality that is much more grounded than a lot of people I know who didn't leave the industry. Like I have a lot of friends who I, you know, used to audition against and, you know, that I would act with like on just friends in the industry that, that we were at the same point in our lives and they didn't leave. And I did. And like, I feel like I, my life is so much more fulfilled right now. Like I'm, I do not regret anything that I did. I'm really glad that I stepped away. 
Well, you do awesome shit. Like, again, like, you did all this, like, GameSpot and IGN work. Like, you are, like, working well, with the UFC, which, that, like, that's a passion we share because I watch, like, every goddamn UFC or MMA event out there at this point. Like, I it's just... love my UFC job. I hope it goes on forever. I hope they How never cancel happen? the UFC minute. I love it. Like, again, like, I, you went from all that child star, like, auditioning for movies to, like... Talking about video games and MMA, which might be the least logical but coolest <laughs> transition I've ever heard. Maybe it's a homeschool thing where suddenly you only like like video games and people punching each other in a cage. But like, <laughs> I mean, like, how did that? How did the UFC man happen? Like, what did well, they reach I've out to you? I've always chased after things that I loved. Yeah. No, I mean, I've always chased like I loved video games, so that's why I went into the video game industry because I love talking about them. It's it's always just been, hey, what do I like and what do I like to talk about? I'm going to go in that direction. Um, so I was living in. Los Angeles for a long time and I was doing a lot of internet work you know still doing video game stuff and uh, and then uh, I decided to move to Las Vegas because I hate Los Angeles with a burning fury I hate everything about LA and I needed to I'm leave that horrible place close should I should I cancel my possible moving plans is Santa Monica the worst no Sammy well okay I lived in Burbank and I okay. had to drive to Santa Monica every once in a while to work and that was the worst oh my god I did stuff with cracked. And there were, I, th- like, I thought right you said I did beach. stuff with crack. I'm like, oh my god, you were a child star. No, with, sorry, crack. Okay, gotcha. Com, not crack. <laughs> <laughs> not crack. Oh, you're gonna drugs. extract that soundbite now. No, so I lived in Burbank, and like I did stuff with cracked.com, and it would take me like two hours to drive from my house okay. to the cracked offices to work for like a half an hour. <laughs> if I moved, I would just like I would Uber. Like at that point, I don't want to fucking drive around <laughs> LA. No, thank you. So terrible so i had to get out of la and i just needed a change uh i'm kind of spontaneous like that like i'll just leave places like if yeah. i don't like living somewhere like i'll just leave if i don't like being in an industry i'll just stop yeah. if i don't want to play video games anywhere i won't um but uh so i i moved to las vegas and my husband was working for ufc at the time and he had kind of heard like through the grapevine that they were looking to do a daily show, like a quick daily show. And they were trying to assemble like a team to like film it and produce it. And like they, you know, they, they weren't really sure what direction they wanted to go with it. Um, but they did know they needed a host. So uh, I was able to kind of contact them and have a little meeting with them and audition for the UFC Minute. Like, it was, it was actually really intimidating. They brought me into their studio, and uh, it was all, like, d- like dark. And there was, like, 30 people in the dark. Like, who knows? Like, maybe Dana was back there. I don't know. Oh, God. Um, but, and so I just, like, walked in front of the camera where, you know, the, you, with the bright lights on you, like, you can't see who's behind you. And uh, I read... Uh, a UFC minute script, and I remember I pronounced Donald Cerrone's last name wrong, and I was like devastated. Oh, I was like, oh what did you God, say? Did you say Cerrone? I, start- I think I said like Cerrone. Yeah. I mean, this was earlier on where I was you know, like more new to the UFC, like loved it, but still was new to it. Yeah. So I didn't have the like insane knowledge of it that I do now. Uh, but uh, I remember I pronounced his name wrong, and I but I asked to do it again, and um, yeah. So they basically said they wanted to hire me, but then when I was talking to them, I'm like, you guys realize that like I have a green screen and a camera and an editing setup. Like that's what I do. Like I produce <laughs> videos, and they're like, wait, wait, wait. Like you can just do it. Like you don't need a team and I'm like yeah like I can just do it and they're like okay sold done <laughs> so they basically like hired me on the spot uh, so yeah so they send me the scripts and then I just uh, I film them in my studio and I uh, you know edit them and send them off every day and I love it I love my job I seriously like I love it like Dana White called me a rock star one time like when I met him and it was like the coolest feeling ever oh my god like <laughs> I yeah I don't even think I know how to react to that like I'm like uh, I don't <laughs> like I, I podcast with Tommy Toehold from time to time, who does like. A uh, I'm the biggest Tommy Toehold fangirl in the world. Well, I still so. don't know his real name, by the way, but one of the coolest people, fake cartoon people I've ever met. Uh, and he was talking about like talking with Dana White at one point because he does some work with UFC Tonight and just like yeah. how amazing it was for him. Because again, like, you know, I 
Dana White can be a crazy dude sometimes in terms of, like, what he says and, like, how outspoken he is. But, you know, as a UFC in, like, fan, you see him all the time. In, awesome way, yeah. Yeah, he's an insane, <laughs> crazy dude who you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's saying that. Like, no other commissioner or president of any sort of sports league. So, like, just And that's why we love him because he just says the truth. Like, he just – he doesn't bullshit. He's like, here's how it is. Here's how I feel. Here's what's going down. And I love it. every single media scrum because all he would do is just, like, for, like, 50 minutes after an event or even before an event, too, it's just, like – People are just asking him the like the questions that you know at every other sports press conference. They're like, "Oh, well, you know, we're gonna really play hard at the yeah. game, and I trust my coach's game plan." And he's like, "Fuck this guy. He should be fighting this guy. This guy turned down a fight. This motherfucker shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and this guy's not getting paid because he can't even market himself." And there's like, "Yeah, maybe when you get bought for four point two billion, you have to be a little bit less on that." But I miss those crazy <laughs> ass days of just like he's just saying shit, and everyone. Like, I'm having flashbacks to uh, Tommy Doholt's uh, UFC White Pass when he's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good he's doing another scrum <laughs> yeah like it's yeah there's like i wish i was i just did a podcast with uh chad dundas who's like uh he writes for bleacher report and he's an mma reporter and like i so envy that job just because imagine the shit you get compared to like i'm a football reporter i'm gonna like talk about the game and the stats compared to like the president of the company just like called the main champion a motherfucker and he yeah. like he's starting fights over <laughs> here and he might punch someone like there's just crazy oh i love dana that. i love dana yeah it's so amazing do you get to i will say live? sorry go ahead what? no you go ahead you talk oh, this is God your podcast all right it is my podcast do you get to go to live <laughs> events like do you get like crazy free tickets or anything like that no i mean i i've been to a lot of them just because uh i mean i haven't been recently just because i have a child and things going on but uh yeah like through you know the ufc i've been able to go to a lot of live events i don't really need to like for my ufc minute there's not really a need for me to be there um but i've still gotten to go to a ton of them you kind of want to see a Conor McGregor fight, though. Uh, right? I've been to two of them, and what? they're amazing. Which ones? Uh, I went to Poirier. Okay. And uh, what's the second one I went to? Maybe I only went to one. And maybe I just remember watching them on TV so, like, so many it, with a group of sure people. Like, like the, the Dennis Seaver one? Was that in Boston? I wasn't. I no, I wasn't at Seaver. That was in Boston. But I, I was definitely The Poirier fight Poirier. was great, though. Uh, but like the Irish fans are no oh joke. Like I know people like report on them being crazy, but like that place was lit up. <laughs> and after Connor won, like I got wrapped up in this like Irish tornado. Like these fans just came and they were screaming, <laughs> and like so I started screaming. So they like wrapped an Irish flag around me, and the next thing I know, like I'm you know twenty yards from my seat, just like dancing with all these Irish people. Like what is happening? <laughs> oh my god, your job so, is so awesome. Like, <laughs> it's amazing, and. Yeah, so live events are so much fun. And uh, um, here's a weird thing. Okay. Uh, like, I love UFC so much that... Okay, so here's the deal. So when I was on All That, we had celebrity guests uh, every single week. Like, crazy, huge stars like Britney Spears and Usher and, like, uh, you know, P. Diddy. Like, all these huge stars. And I never got starstruck, ever. Mm. Um, I have, like, a serious problem interviewing fighters. I get, like, ser- I get starstruck. Like, I really do. <laughs> They're, like, they're like so normal people, but like I'm just like, oh my god, I'm I'm interviewing Alexander Gustafson. Like, holy crap, he's a Viking that's and he's amazing. Such a real thing, though. With like, I, know. I like, I could talk to like a crazy biggest star in the world, and like, of course, I'd get nervous. But I get more nervous when um, Patrick Klepek is this like big video game journalist, and like yeah. when I talked to him and met him the first time, I freaked out like I was a 12 year old boy. <laughs> like, because I'm like, oh my god, I've seen you on videos all my entire life, or like all these different people like that for me, where like that's way more nerve wracking than anything like that. Also, yeah, I never fighters had a problem with video game people either. Time, so that yeah. kind of be terrifying yeah. too. No, I remember like I interviewed like Luke Rockhold, and I was just like, oh my god, like I'm I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> That's like just because he's, he's a handsome he's man. A, I get he's it. He's so Obby. beautiful. Yeah. I'm like he's uh, he's so intimidating. Like uh, he, does he like me? I don't know. <laughs> and then I remember specifically, like I tried to make a a blood sport joke, and like I screwed it up. And oh, it's like no. one of his favorite movies, and I'm just like I'm gonna die. Like this is this is how I die right now. Like I just yeah, you can't like, shoot sink that into high. a puddle, and you I die. I die. I'm dead. You can't make a reference to like okay, I'm gonna research this fighter's favorite movie. I'm gonna make this awesome. No, no, no. I was just it. I just, I, like, he had said that it was his, I didn't research it. Like, he had just said, like, that it was his favorite movie. And you just tried to pull and it off. And then something came up later, and I did, like, the sand in the eyes joke or something, but, like, somehow I screwed it up, and he just kind of, like, huh, like, giggled and, like, moved on. But then later, I'm like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> I totally said that wrong. I was so, I was oh, devastated. No, I'm, but, I'm, yeah, like, I get, I'm like, weirdly starstruck when I interview fighters. It's very strange. Again, it's That's like probably it's... why they don't let me do it very often. <laughs> 
it's just, like it, Megan. Like I'll let you do that. I'm just gonna be behind the camera. She's great safely too. In my studio, and you can go do that because I cannot do that. But that's like a real thing, though. It really is. Where it's like people you either look up to or you've just like seen for so long. Where like that's way crazier than like yes. Like if I'm gonna interview Beyonce tomorrow, yeah, yeah I'm gonna freak the fuck out. But it's way different. Like it's an t- entirely different thing. Also, yeah, yeah. Megan Olivia is amazing. And is it weird for her when she has to interview her husband? Who is also I know, a seriously, fighter. I've always, I know, I've always thought about that. I'm like, uh, is that like, weird? Yeah, it's like, what if I, I would just, if I was interviewing my husband, I would seriously make fun of him the whole time. Be like, yeah. so you lost out there, like, in embarrassing fashion. Like, how are you going to show your face in public ever again? That's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I saw her interview Demetrius Johnson, who, like, knocked her husband out. And, like, how weird is that? Isn't she like, oh, my, I'm going to punch this guy in the face while I'm interviewing him? Like, he hurt my husband. Is that a real no thing? No way. I'd be the opposite. I'd be like, yo, Demetrius, like, can I get your personal number so the next time my husband's pissing me off, oh, I can just invite God. you over? You just knock on the door. He opens the door. Like you just punch him and then leave. Like, please, can we make that? Happen? See, that's that's you're an ideas person. That's that's why you're the one interviewing fighters. That's a great Again, angle. Like, on that. This is why they won't let me interview people. That's probably the things that I would say. Uh, quickly moving back to video games, which you said you hate. Which I'm going to quote you. No, I don't. Okay, no, no. So even though you do hate video games and you think they're for nerds, like. Is there anything like this year, 2017, New Year, New You, that you're looking at and you're like, I'm like, re- I really wish this was here right now because we have Scorpio oh, coming yeah. out. I oh, pure yeah. Nintendo hell Switch, yeah. which has like no launch games, but whatever. I hate money. I'm going to go burn it in a pile. Like there's like VR is in its second full year. Like there's just again, I'm talking about Horizon Zero Dawn earlier. There's all these fucking games coming out. Is there anything that really sticks out to you as I even if I am more like hashtag casual gamer at this point, I really want to invest some time in as long as my baby isn't bugging me. I cannot physically handle <laughs> the weight that I have to wait for Red Dead Redemption uh, 2. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god. I love that first game. Like I put so many hours into that game. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm just, I'm just nervous that it's going to be about his kid. Spoiler alert. Because... Like oh, fuck his spoilers. fuck his kid. He's so annoying. Oh, I hated awful. him so much. But oh my god, I love that game so much. Like I, f- I feel like I have like an actual relationship with that game. <laughs> <laughs> like why haven't you called? Why have you waited so long to call? Me? Why do I have to wait? It's like a long distance relationship, and I'm just like waiting for the day that Red Dead Redemption Two is here. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's like this is one of those years that uh, I think it was like two years ago. We had like a shitty, not a lot of stuff came out, and last year was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and this year's also just like. Everything got delayed out of the end of last year and is now coming out like right the hell now. There's a whole bunch of stuff coming out this month, next month. And like anytime a new Nintendo console comes out, that's pretty fun. And that Mario game, like Mario's not a human. There's a Bowser in like a white. Oh my God. There's a Bowser in like a white tuxedo (laughs) and a fancy ass hat. Like there's Pimp Bowser. There's like people looking at Mario and being like, why is this guy so short? Like what is going on in the world? Like it's. It's going to be a weird year for games. And again, I did I, have a giant smile on my face watching that trailer. Like that trailer did to. make me very happy. Like it's just such a weird thing where, like you said, it is essentially like Grand Theft Auto, but also Mario. It's I was getting weird flashbacks, though. Uh, what was that Sonic game where he made out with that with that oh, living with that real chick? You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Is it Super like weird, Sonic right? Adventure Super strange. Or no, or Sonic Adventure was on Dreamcast. I don't remember what it was, but holy crap! Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Super it, creepy. It, it's like essentially the same thing, but it'll probably actually be a good video game that doesn't. Oh yeah, weird. no. But that was like the first thing I thought. I'm like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not that. Maybe Sonic will make a guest appearance. That'll be the greatest part of it. Uh, so, and you said before, like. Your life's pretty great right now. Again, like just had a kid. You're do- like doing UFC work. Everything's kind of perfect. But like, what is your, as someone who's been freelancing all over the place forever, and I've been doing the exact same thing. What's your ideal scenario? Because some people are, I like the freelance hustle. I want to keep like you know getting a 10.99 and uh, you know not really being locked down into something. Other people are doing freelance, so they eventually have this full time. This is my shit. I want to do this forever. Like. Is there a future where you're like, I want to do a whole bunch of acting, or I want to suddenly get back into games even though I hate them, or I want to, like... I don't I, I hate wanna... them! <laughs> this is going to be the headline that. from this. I'm going to come through my uh... computer and punch you in the teeth. <laughs> get out of your, your closet and attack me. I, like, I want to be full-time, 100% head-down UFC work. Like, What is your ideal scenario moving forward? Uh, I get bored with stuff easily. Um... So, like, I only want to stay in industries for as long as the as I'm having fun. I mean, that's 
like I, I don't hate video games. I still play video mm-hmm, games, but obviously, sure. like I'm not as heavily I'm not heavily in that industry anymore. Like I was working for so many companies, um, but then I got bored with it and I wanted to move on. And now I'm doing like UFC, and like I love love doing my UFC doll. Like I say, I hope it lasts forever. But um, no ideal ser- ideal scenario. Uh, I never leave my house. I never see the sun again. That's like my ideal dream scenario right there. <laughs> that sounds so um, great. Everything's just online. Like, you need me. I have a green screen. I can be anywhere you need me to be. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, no. I I mean, I say that, but I still really enjoy, like, going to events and and being on actual sets. Uh, Like, I just did did an episode of Game Shakers on Nickelodeon recently. Mm. um, And that was really fun because, obviously, nothing beats acting with other people. You know? (laughs) Like, I that's... That was always my thing is that uh, at the height of my fame uh, in Hollywood, uh, like I, I liked the work. I liked the actual acting of it and I didn't much care for the publicity. Like I was doing so much more uh, publicity, red carpet events than I was actual acting gigs. And that just made me sad because it was the it was the acting I love the most. If I could act for the rest of my life and never be famous, I feel like that's almost the ideal scenario. You know what I mean? Like normal, like those people who you see them in everything, but you don't know their name and you probably wouldn't recognize them on the street. Like those people are living the dream. Like that's so (laughs) awesome. Uh, But no, I mean, I, I stay open to everything. Like I, you know, I wasn't even really in the acting industry and then I got the call for game shakers. You know what I mean? Like, like opportunities seem to find me and uh, I, I, even though I'm an introvert and I'm a freelancer and I stay at home, like I, I still have feelers everywhere. Yeah. I still keep my, I still keep my relationships. I still keep in contact with the people that I want to work for or have liked working for. And like, I still talk to uh, the guys at Twisted Pixel like all the time. Like I voiced, so uh, I was the lead voice in Local Cycle a couple of years ago. What? And no they idea. have a, they have, you, you really know, learn everything, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I didn't I fully do my research. Bike. Apparently I missed that part. <laughs> No, it's it's good. Then I can enlighten you. Um, but yeah, so like I'm still friends with the Twisted Pixel guys, and I know they ha- they have projects coming up that they you know they have said like we want you to do more voices for us in the future. So I have, you know that to look forward to, and you know so I stay at home, but I I'm still very much active in the enter in many aspects of the entertainment world, and uh, yeah, I mean I. I love when you when you make a, a genuinely good friend in the industry, you should definitely do everything you can to keep that because yeah. there's so many fake, horrible people that you just don't need in your life. Just toxic people that you just need to get out of your life <laughs> that when you work with awesome people, you like you stay in contact with those awesome people. Can I get like a verbal confirmation that the next game, the secret project I'm working on, you can be some sort of voice in it? Do you want to be like a voice actor please, in the next game? Please That's let like... me. Yes. I love voice acting. Yes. I love it. Okay. Yes. As soon as it's announced, you're going to be like maybe lead role. You could be like secondary lead role. We'll figure it out. Hell we'll, yeah. There'll be a contract, a contract out there somewhere. Binding, yeah, binding. Binding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lisa, where can people find all of your work in the 800 different like websites and areas that you are working in? Oh boy! Uh, okay. Give me nine hundred so, links and like, please start with HTTP <laughs> and like everything like that, so that we're very specific <laughs> about this. Um. So obviously, like my website has, is the hub for everything. Like that, my website links to everything, and that's just lisafoils.com. Uh, I host the UFC Minute every single day, Monday through Friday, and that's on UFC.com. And also, they tweet that from the official UFC Twitter every once in a while. Uh, Twitter at lisafoils, Instagram at lisafoils, Snapchat at lisafoils. Facebook at Lisa Foyle's official. That's uh, that's the, the one that's different because like some random chick in like Nebraska has Lisa Foyle. So I've been meaning to like reach out to her and be like, "Can I have my name?" Just buy it <laughs> She's from like, her. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> no, um, but yeah. So uh, I also have, like he said, I've done so many different video game shows. I hosted a show for GameSpot called Analog, which you know all of those episodes are still online and still relevant. Like I've a lot of evergreen content actually i did a top five show for the escapist that was on for years and years and years there's a lot of still really fun everything i did for video games was humor and comedy and fun and so i I think a lot of it's still very relevant today if you want to go back and and watch it so uh so yeah uh lisa i'm super happy we did this and realized that we're both like introverted homeschool people who talk about like video games and mma uh, I, I the homeschool thing was the, the weirdest surprise I got. Out of yeah, home. we're like the same person. Basically. We're literally the same person. Like yeah. as we were emailing, it's like, are you sure we don't know each other? Like, are you okay, sure ready? Okay, like... wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. Oh no, Pirate, pirates or ninjas? One, two, three. Ninjas. Pirates. Oh, there no, it is. God, I knew it. Something had on. to be like okay, but like, are we talk about in a fight. Or are we talk about who's cooler. 
No, 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 it's gone. You ruined it. No, so. hold on. Nope, That's you ruined really, it. It's, it's over. It's over. It's over. Like differentiation nope. point. Like, nope. Okay, nope. pirates have guns. Just the fact just that you don't. need context is we're not the same person. Yeah. Really different. No. Well, that's the end of this podcast. It went really well. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much again. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And congratulations on being a mom and having a child to look after. My giant fur child, I'm pretty sure, literally just puked on my bed a little bit. <laughs> so uh, I think we're in the exact same situation in life. Fantastic. And thank you so much for having me on your show. I really do love your show. And uh, this was this was a pleasure. It really was. <laughs> oh, I always like to so talk nice. about random goofy so stuff. Flattered. I'm blushing over here, but you can't see it because we're on <laughs> Skype. Uh, <laughs> thank you again. And thank you, everyone. Hopefully, you'll tune back in for the next episode of the 1099.